Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am the host of Independent Thought. My name is Desmond Price. No matter where you are in the world, I want to thank you for giving me a few minutes of your day to hear my thoughts. As always, we have a great show for you today. Now here are our topics. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Independent Thought. I am your host, Desmond Price. It has been some time since I got on the microphone for a solo episode. And the truth be told is, I have kind of dreaded it. I've had lots of great guests on in season two. And after a while of having some really great guests on, I felt a little intimidated and get back on the mic just solo. You know, it's a, it's a different feel of the podcast when you're getting on an episode just by yourself, staring at a wall, or trying to find the right things to say. It's um, especially when the topic is what I want to cover here today. I have spent a lot of time thinking about the right ways to kind of come at this subject. It has been a subject that we've all heard about. You know, today I want to cover the protests and the riots that have happened in America in the last few months and my feelings surrounding them, why I believe they started, how people are talking about them and whether or not I feel like it's fair or not. But before I dive into that subject first, I want to take a quick moment to shout out the guests that I've had on recently. In season two, I've been graced by uh, Daniel Carlino. Thank you for coming on the show. Please go check out his episode. Christopher Tracy, again, thank you for continuing to come back on this show. Mary Cat Demond, thank you for coming on for that episode. It was great. I hope to have you again on soon. Lloyd Ogden, the Lip Service Podcast. I am so happy that you allowed me to be a part of that. For those who don't know, I do an episode with Lloyd on his podcast every Sunday. You can find us on Facebook. Just type in Lip Service Podcast. Shout out to Lynette Farmer and her podcast, the Nice to Meet You podcast. Thank you for showing so much love and support when you came on my podcast and when I came on your podcast. I really appreciate that. And a shout out to Janae the host of Confessions from a Red Couch podcast. I appreciate you coming on, and I can't wait to come on your podcast in the future. So now that we got all of that out of the way, let's, let's just dive right into this. So everyone knows about George Floyd at this point, the man who was killed in Minneapolis, Minnesota, in late May after an officer put a knee on his neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. Protests erupted around the country in all 50 states after that man was murdered. Protests erupted all over the world. In over 60 countries, there were protests that happened. There were protests in Israel. There were protests in Nigeria and South Africa. There are protests in Brazil, Argentina, Australia, New Zealand, France, the UK, Spain, Italy, Sweden, Germany, 
in Germany alone, there were protests of over 100,000 people in 40 different cities in all 16 German states. This is something that was not just felt by the people of America, but the people of the world. And I would be remiss if I didn't bring up the other horrific killings that we've seen this year of Ahmad Arbery back in February and Breonna Taylor in March. So the protests turned into people everywhere citing the simple phrase, Black Lives Matter. Now since then, Black Lives Matter has unfortunately taken a nasty overtone, the same that it took for some reason four years ago when Colin Kaepernick took a knee during a football game and continued to do so for many games afterward. The question really becomes, why is Black Lives Matter such an offensive thing for certain people to hear? And why do some people think of it as a political statement? It's true. There is an organization that refers to themselves as Black Lives Matter. But when I think people think of the phrase Black Lives Matter, most people who are in support of it think of the phrase itself, Black Lives Matter. And they understand that the statement isn't about black supremacy over white people or any other race. It's about the simple idea that black people in this country feel as though that their lives don't matter because they are so routinely taken from them and then brushed aside as if it was not a big deal at all. Black people are being killed by the police in this country at a rate that does not match any other race. I've heard stats being thrown out that more white people are killed by cops than black people. That's true. There's also the fact that black people are 13% of the population and white people are 69% of the population. So, of course, those numbers would be higher for white people. But we're not talking about total numbers. We're talking about proportions. It's a per capita number of the percentage of killings. What is the percentage of white versus black? Now... For once, I was somewhat happy to see that back in June, at least, that the phrase Black Lives Matter was polling, and I don't know who does polls like this, but it was polling at over 62%. It felt like finally people in America were somewhat okay with the idea that black people's lives do matter. But... Inevitably, it would seem that certain members of the media and certain media organizations, which I will not name because I'm sure you can figure it out for yourself, decided that they wanted to change the narrative around Black Lives Matter. Because why focus on the protests and why the protests were happening when we can focus on something else? The riots. So unfortunately, during the Black Lives Matter protests that were happening all over the country, there were some cities where riots broke out. 
And these happened in cities, unfortunately, all over the country. You saw this happening in California, in Texas, in New York, a couple in Florida. Unfortunately, some riots did take place. They took place in 23 cities in America. Now, I spent some time hearing certain members of the media who were criticizing these cities where these riots took place. And they were saying that these were all Democrat-run cities, cities that Democratic mayors were allowing these riots to happen. And so, as a person who was trying to find a way to create this episode to be as fair as humanly possible, I went out and did as much research as I humanly could on this. And I looked through the cities that these riots took place. Was there any evidence that these mayors were turning a blind eye to these riots? Was there any evidence that these mayors were trying to just let these riots happen, that they were letting these cities burn? And so I went and looked. In New York City, the mayor of New York City condemned the looters and the rioters and called them criminals and said under no circumstances was the NYPD to allow this to happen. In Chicago, Mayor Lightfoot had the exact same statement that Mayor de Blasio had in New York. In Portland, Oregon, where there has been a lot of controversy recently about that city and its protests, the mayor of Portland also said that they thought that all looters and rioters were criminals and condemned it as such and said and told the police under no circumstances to allow this to happen. In Atlanta, who also, her mayor came under some fire, she had the exact same message as the other four mayors. And in Los Angeles, that mayor as well condemned the rioting and the looting. So I continued to look. Who was it who was, con- who was condoning rioting? Who was condoning looting? I was able to find one source. Chris Cuomo of CNN on one night said that he understood why rioting could happen. And it would seem as though certain members of the media took that as a way of saying that everyone on the left condoned rioting and looting. So let, let's, be, let's be clear about something. What Chris Cuomo said is not true. It's not correct. I don't care who disagrees with it. There is no way, shape, or form that, that rioting or looting in any form and any fashion is acceptable. It's not. It doesn't matter how mad you are. It doesn't matter what the reason is for. These protests that have been going on, that were going on and that continue to go on, they started and continued under good pretenses. There are tangible things that are trying to be accomplished by raising awareness about these issues. Nothing productive and nothing positive comes from breaking down some random person's business by going in there and looting by going into a Nike shop and stealing a bunch of sneakers, by 
burning courthouses down. Like, none of that is accomplishing anything. And as far as I'm concerned, those people are criminals. And they do deserve to be prosecuted by the law. But the thing that I really want to point out is not so much that these rioters need to be prosecuted. It's the fact that, you know what, let me just stop where I'm at. It's not certain members of the media. It's Fox News. Okay? It's Fox News. Fox News needs to be called out on their bullshit. It's too much at this point. They have spent the last four months now doing nothing but trying to take what have been overall peaceful protests and trying to convince America at whole that the entire movement is just filled up with rioters and radicals. Studies were done just in the last few weeks here that looked at the entirety of all these protests in America and found that over 93% of all protests were 100% peaceful. Nothing happened whatsoever. And at that 7% where some protests did turn violent, not everyone who was there was a violent person. Some people just chose to use these movements as an excuse to commit violent acts, to be selfish and try to use this as a smokescreen to steal things. And it's disgusting to me that Fox News would want to paint this picture that everyone who's on the left, everyone who cares about Black Lives Matter, everyone who marched in the streets is some kind of criminal, is some kind of looter. That's all they want to focus on. They just want to focus on the rioters. And so now, it's gotten to the point now where, after only a few months ago, where 62% of Americans felt like Black Lives Matter was a positive thing, now, those same polls show that it's like less than 20%. And, and for what reason? What has changed? The only thing that's changed is the media, Fox News, relentless perpetual attack on people who are saying Black Lives Matter and trying to make Black Lives Matter synonymous with rioting. That is the angle here. Trying to make these people who were just trying to illustrate this idea that we have inequalities in America, trying to paint them as a picture of radical anarchists and crazy people who just want to burn down this country. It's honestly disgusting to me on so many levels, but I think the thing that glares at me the most, the thing that really eats me alive, is that it's total hypocrisy on Fox News's part. And I'm going to tell you exactly what I mean by that hypocrisy when we come back from the break. Hey, Indie Thought listeners. Has this past year helped you rediscover your creative and crafty side? Well, then you're going to love our sponsor for today's episode. Bathing Beauties Beads is a full-service bead shop in the heart of downtown Missoula. Whether it's seed beads, semi-precious stones, vintage beads, or just materials to make a project, they have something for every person and every price range. 
not from Missoula? Don't worry. They have an extensive online store and they will ship directly to you. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, they'll welcome you and help you make your next project a reality. You can find them online at Bathing Beauties Beads on Instagram and Facebook or at bathingbeautiesbeads.com. And don't forget to use offer code INDEPENDENTTHOUGHT at checkout to save 15% on your order. Betty's Divine is a locally owned boutique on the magnificent hip strip in downtown Missoula, Montana that has been a fixture in the Mountain West since 2005. We have a fondness for vintage-inspired clothing, shoes, and accessories for humans, as well as the real deal found in our vintage department, Divine Trash. Betty's Divine presents a snapshot of Northwest styles with an emphasis on street, skate, surf, and rock and roll culture, as well as Americana classics. Alongside a radical selection of clothing, Betty's Divine offers a damn fine array of shoes, jewelry, records, and accessories to satisfy any taste, whatever your age or vibe. You can count on us to prioritize financial, social, and environmental responsibility without sacrificing the look. Visitors enjoy a lovely atmosphere, dreamy tunes, and the best customer service in the West. And you can shop us online at bettysdivine.com. Welcome back from the break, everyone. As we kick off this second segment, I just want to take a quick moment here to acknowledge one thing about this conversation. I know for a fact that it sounds right now like this is a pretty partisan attack. You know, attack Fox News, attack Fox News, attack Fox News. Those who are in the middle, those who are on the right. Whenever this happens, the gang mentality always pops up and you think, what about CNN? What about MSNBC? What about the mainstream media? Think about all the things that they do. Trust me, I understand that these people are also corrupt and that in no way, shape, or form do they have the best intentions of the average Americans either. But this isn't about playing one side or the other. This is about calling out nonsense when you see it, and Fox News needs to be called out on what they're doing right now. They are intentionally trying to divide this country with this issue. Are they doing it for ratings? Are they doing it for an ulterior motive? Who knows? I'm not a psychic. But I know what division looks like when I see it. I know what illusions look like when I see it. They could cover the protests in a different way. They could. They could show the people coming together and talking about issues that matter. They could show people actually connecting on these issues and talking about their differences in, in a civilized way. They could show that. There's lots of evidence of that in cities and towns all across America. Like we said in the last segment, these protests took place in all 50 states, okay? If these protests were taking place in all 50 states and only 7% turned out in a negative fashion, that means that there were millions of people who were doing just fine getting along and understanding each other for maybe the first times in their lives. Who knows? How exactly was Fox News covering this? So when I was doing my research for this episode and I clicked on how exactly was the media portraying the protests, 
Were they talking about the protests as a whole? Or were they just focusing on the riots? I already had a feeling I knew the answer to this question, but I thought I'd look anyway. So what was the first few things that I saw? Fox News video, reporters being attacked by a mob. Okay. Next one, reporters being surrounded by protesters. All right. The next one, President Trump claiming that protesters are Antifa. Some protesters? No, he thought most protesters were Antifa. Calling Black Lives Matter a radical political group. So let, let, let's stop right here with that. What exactly is the narrative that's trying to be pushed here? There's nothing positive happening right now. There's no focusing on why exactly these protests started or what exactly the goal is of people continuing to march. You just are consistently focusing on the few people out of a huge group that are trying to exploit this movement as a tool to be destructive. You're only focusing on this very small group. Do you know why that's so ironic? Do you know why that's so hypocritical? Let's break down what this movement was about, right? This movement was about people saying that the police are killing unarmed black people for no good reason. I mean, the fact that they're unarmed should, I mean, there's just no good reason right, right then and there. Like, it doesn't make any sense about saying that basically if you don't comply with every single thing that's being said, even if you're unarmed, even if you're not doing anything aggressive, we will just claim that we're in danger. But, but let's break that down here for a second because the Fox News media propaganda machine has been spending time here talking about how we need to stop attacking the police because the police are doing a great job. The police are doing a phenomenal job and it's unfair of the media on the left and of the Black Lives Matter protesters to say that the police need to be defunded, which has been a huge topic of discussion, the defund the police movement. It, they say that it's unfair of us to say these things because we're just talking about a few bad apples. We're just talking about a few bad cops and there's no reason why we should condemn all police for the actions of a few. Does that sound familiar yet? They don't think that we should attack the police as a whole because there's only a few bad cops out there. And for the most part, police are good people who are doing a really hard job as well as they absolutely can. The irony there is unbelievable to me. Because think about that. Is that a fair thing for Fox News to say? I think it is. Maybe that's not a popular thing for, for me to say, especially as a person of color. Maybe it's not a popular thing for me to say. That it is unfair to treat all of the police with the same disdain as the ones who are obviously being corrupt. I think there are a lot of good police officers out there. I think the majority of them are good people. I think they are doing a good job. I think just like with any other profession, there are those in that profession who are abusing their power and unfortunately 
we are focusing on them and they're giving a bad name to everyone else who holds the badge and actually cares about doing that job the right way. And that's a shame. But I'm willing to listen to the police and hear what they have to say and hear their side of the story. Fox News has been trying to sit there and convince all their viewers that the police need to be given the benefit of the doubt because only a few bad police officers are the ones committing these crimes and most police officers are good. So the question then becomes, why would they turn around and try to paint an entire movement of protesters as all bad people when we know that it's only a few people who are taking these protests and using them as an excuse to do violent things? It's the exact same logic they were just using in efforts to protect the police. They're using that logic in opposite to attack the protest movement, to attack Black Lives Matter, to try to turn Black Lives Matter, the phrase, into a political statement and demonize anyone who says it. And you see it in the way they cover sports. You see it in the way they cover the news. You see it in the way they cover the 2020 election. It's complete bullshit on their part. They are doing this knowingly. It really, honestly, does damage in ways that make me so upset that I've had a hard time channeling my anger when I see it unfolding. Because I live in the state of Montana, and I have friends who lean more conservative and friends who lean more liberal, and I can see just how powerful the Fox News influence has stretched across our country. The same way that I saw the CNN influence take over people's minds around the primaries when they were convincing the whole country that you had to vote for Joe Biden. See my Super Tuesday results and this is the way episodes from the end of season one for further explanation on what I mean by that. But now I'm seeing it again where the media has taken its influence and basically warped the minds of millions of people in our country And I cannot understand exactly what it is that the rest of us need to do to break through the deception that they're trying to cast onto everyone. Because at the end of the day, Black Lives Matter shouldn't be a political statement. Black Lives Matter shouldn't be a controversial topic. Black people's lives mattering shouldn't Cause, like this, that statement shouldn't cause certain people to get so pissed off. I, it, it makes no sense to me. We need to, as a whole, be able to see through when these narratives are being pushed in our faces and being able to cut past the nonsense that the media on both sides of the coin try to throw at us. Because whether it's Fox News trying to turn Black Lives Matter into a political statement, into a radical group of people, or if it's the left side of the media trying to do their own propaganda. I think it kind of falls on the rest of us to recognize when we're being manipulated and not to allow that to penetrate our minds, because we all know better. We should all know that black people saying that we're experiencing racism in this country That shouldn't be a divisive statement. 
that shouldn't have regular people in your neighborhood being mad at each other because some people know that to be true and other people think that when people say that, that they're just trying to divide America. It makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. I want to close this episode because I just feel like there, there is a lot more to say on this issue, but I kind of want to come back to it in the future. But I, I just want to kind of like close by saying this. Right now, we are in the midst of election season. Joe Biden and Donald Trump are going to face off against each other in multiple debates coming up here. The election is less than two months away. In a previous episode that I titled Joe Biden, I said that under no circumstances could I, you know, did I feel comfortable voting for Joe Biden. And it was off the heels of watching Bernie Sanders get crushed underneath a, you know, a media onslaught that I just did not feel was fair. And I recorded that episode before George, George Floyd's murder, even though that the episode came out after that. And since that episode, since I made that episode, I've been wanting to backtrack those statements, but just haven't had the chance yet where I felt like I could do it in a comfortable way. So I want to do that right now. Joe Biden is not anyone's champion. If Joe Biden becomes president, he's not going to really change anything in a positive way. He's probably not going to do anything that he claims he's going to do. Joe Biden is no one's hero. And with saying that, I want to explain why I'm going to vote for him. Because this really is about Donald Trump. Unfortunately, it is. And I hate the fact that it is. I hate the fact that we are in an election where we are literally just voting for or against someone. But that is what this has come down to. And as I sat through watching George Floyd's, like, the coverage around his murder, the coverage around his protests, everything that I've seen around the protest movement since then, the way that Donald Trump has reacted to this, the way that he has kind of fanned the flames of his supporters who have been so angry, the way that he has gone out of his way to kind of just, like, constantly, you know, just divide people versus bringing them together. When you go through his tweets, when you hear his press conferences, when you see the things that he does, like in no way, shape, or form does this man actually want to calm down this country. It feels like he thrives off the chaos and he just wants to amplify it in any way, shape, or form. And I just do not want to ever normalize that behavior. I don't know if we're ever going to have a president who is not corrupt. Joe Biden, if he got elected, would be a corrupt president. I don't know if we're ever going to have a president who actually cares about the common person. I feel like that dream might have died this year with Bernie Sanders. But at the end of the day, you have to vote for something. You have to remain engaged in the political process. You can't just fade out because things aren't perfect. If we fade out, 
then the people who want to continue to take advantage of us will continue to take advantage of us. And while we're engaged in this unfortunate circumstance where we have to choose between Joe Biden or Donald Trump, I cannot sit by and just not vote against the man who wants nothing more than to continue to try to like pit the country against each other for the sake of his own popularity. I'm sure I have people who listen to this podcast who are Donald Trump supporters, and I'm sorry that you might feel alienated, alienated in this moment, but Donald Trump should not be the president of this country. It's not about him being a Republican. It's not about, you know, some of the policies that he's put forward. It's about the man. That man is not the right person for this job. A man like him should not be in charge of our country. I do believe that it's time to get him out of the office. I'm willing to cast my vote, not essentially for Joe Biden, but against Donald Trump. So I guess de facto for Joe Biden. Because at least Joe Biden is willing to say the things that need to be said in our country right now. Joe Biden has come out recently and said that he thinks the country needs to come together in a time like this. He has said that the rioters and the looters are not good people and that they need to be prosecuted. I just do not believe that the way that Trump treats the, you know, treats these situations is the way that we should be treating them here in America. A little too divisive, not the right person, definitely not the right time. I want to finish this episode. I know I already said that, but I'm saying it again. We're definitely going to finish it this time by talking about just very briefly what I feel as though is the true intention of the Black Lives Matter movement. I feel as though there is so much misconception out there about what it's supposed to be. And there are those out there who want to make it into a political statement. They want to think of it as just an organization who is trying to use that name as a way to push their ideals. But this movement is really just about equality. That is really all it is. It is just about equality. Black people just want to be treated the same as everyone else. That is what Black Lives Matters means to so many people in this country. It's what it means to me. I don't understand why that's an offensive statement. I know that that's how most people view that statement. And just because a few people might be using that statement in their own way to manipulate certain things does not mean that that's not, that that is how most people view that statement. And if you are one of those out there who is on the fence about the entire Black Lives Matter movement, hear me now. Let us stop judging entire groups of people by their small minorities who are using their name to do things that we can all agree are bad. Let's stop 
looking at organizations as their few bad members. Let us just come together with just commonalities and stop trying to divide ourselves amongst individual differences. This country is spending too much time fighting each other instead of talking about what we all agree on. Black Lives Matter shouldn't be a divisive topic. These protests shouldn't have been a divisive topic. No one condones rioting. Those people aren't welcome in this movement. This is just about equality. All right, everybody, that's our show for today. If you found us on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, please go ahead and subscribe. Give us a five-star rating. If you found us on YouTube, please go ahead and smash that like button. It really does help out the channel. My final quote for the day is that genius is 1% inspiration, 99% perspiration. Remember, everyone... Embrace your independence. We'll see you next time.